Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we have Chantal Rochelle, multi-hyphenate creative. She's going to be sharing with, with us her improv journey and how she's improv her life. Let's hit it. All right. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans. And today we are joined by the fabulously talented multi, multi-hyphenate creative, Chantal Rochelle. Chantal, how are you doing today? I am doing good, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. It is a heater outside. I feel like that's a furnace here in LA, but yeah. I am I'm here and present. Happy we, to be here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just on my way over here today, got that text message, you know, it's like, don't use power or anything. And I have this deep-seated fear in the back of my head that we're just going to lose power halfway through the episode. Oh my gosh, coming, coming here, I was like, are we just not going to have power ever again? I What's know. happening? I always I think the, the worst-case scenario in these situations. Yeah. I got that alert, too. So yeah, it's like, like the grid's done, like no AC, exactly. no lights, I'm going to go back home to like nothing is going to be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be so sad, so yeah. sad. All right. Well, Chantel, to get us started today, uh, we are going to be playing a game just for me to get a chance to get to know you a little better, to help us get in the groove of improv for the podcast. This is a game we play with every one of our guests to start off our episode. Have you ever played a game called Three Things? I Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Okay, so how this game works for those of you at home. Uh, I will be giving Chantal a category, and you will have to list three things within that category. The spin, however, is that the category will be related to something in your personal life. So we call this three things, but it's personal, right? Because it's about you and gives us a chance for you to rapid fire off some facts about yourself. Let's do it. All right. So with that said, how it'll work, I'll name the category. I'll say, these are three things. I'll name your category. You'll list three things. I'll count them off as you go. You ready? Ready. All right. These are three things. First category, best vegetables. Spinach. One. Brussels sprouts. Two. Zucchini. Three. Ooh, Brussels sprouts for sure. These are three things. All right. Next category. Jobs you've had. Oh, man. <laughs> Everything. Uh, social media manager. One. Creative producer. Two. Supervising producer. Three. These are three things. Very nice. All right. And third category. Favorite interviews or videos that you've done. Oh, these are oh, these are great questions. Um, Debbie Allen. One. Oh, my goodness. Missy Elliott. Two. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Three. These are three things. Oh my gosh, Missy. Oh my gosh, Missy Elliott. Eddie Murphy. Okay, I have so I made many questions. Eddie Murphy last. Okay, so. okay. Well, that's One fantastic. Of my greatest moments in life. I definitely, definitely. I'm feeling envious from this chair. Missy Elliott, too. Oh my gosh. Music makes me lose control. So. Same. And when I, you know, talked to her, I lost every sense of control. So thanks, Melissa. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yep, yep. All right. But to loop back on that first one, Brussels sprouts, I'm with you. Oh my goodness. A little Parmesan on top. Little char grilled Brussels. Oh my! Yep. Heavenly. Yep. yep. Oh my gosh, so good. They're raw, not into it. No. Raw, no. get away from me. Yeah. Um, but if it is grilled, if it is baked, I'm all for char grilled. Specifically, when then you put the Parmesan on top and you put it back in to bake longer. Oh. Are you kidding me? A little garlic on it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I actually want some, some right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even despite the heat, I'm there. Yeah. Roast them up. Let's eat them right now. Sign me up. All right, so we already know your best vegetables. You told me about three of the jobs you've had, uh, but I want to hear what's the worst job you think you've had oh, in your life thus far? Without a doubt, Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh. Um, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese from 16 to just about 18, and I said, the day that you guys make me be Chuck E., I'm out of here. And I made it for a year and a half, and they're like, hey, so-and-so didn't come in today. We need you to be Chuck E. Mind you, I was a party host, like the hostess who... You know, made sure five-year-olds had the best day of their lives. Yeah, like course, they, there are kids running around here who have never forgotten their fifth birthday, thanks huh. to me. Wow. Okay. Icon. I'm like, you're welcome, Jonathan. You're welcome, Cindy. <laughs> I don't know where you are, but you're welcome. So they made me put on, and mind you, Chucky, it's cool, whatever. But inside of that Chucky costume, it's it, it's it's foul. I so um, I attempted to put it on. And when I, that odor touched my nose, I was out of there. Yeah. I was out of there. I called yeah. my mom. She picked me up. Everyone back. But yeah, it's tough to say Chuck E. Cheese. Although the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese is so underrated. Mm, mm-hmm, it's divine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just that cheese pizza. Oh it's, my God. It's classic, you know? It's classic. I, so I'm with you there. And I, 
I salute you for putting on the suit. Thank I mean, you. You know, Charles Entertainment Cheese is you know? someone that I think we grew up with. <laughs> Chucky's been there through so many pivotal moments in yeah. our lives, yeah. you know. And when I had to have that, you know, bestowed upon me, I said, Chucky, I- I'm sorry to do this to you, but this ain't right. This ain't right, Chucky. Mm. Yeah. This ain't right. Yeah, he's been through a lot. I he think. has been through so much. I wonder how he's doing now. I I don't think well. <laughs> I, don't. <laughs> I don't know how they're still open. I think about how? that a lot. Very often, yeah. I'm like, wow, Chucky, you just still out here. Yeah. And there. you're not there, like, you know, know, raising the bar for, like, the quality experience. I know. So. Like, the party hosting hasn't been the same. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just saying. Yeah. Wow. Man. Okay. That's, I imagine that would be tough. I can just, like, think about the different things that would come up working in that job, besides having to put on the suit, too. Just yeah. working with kids and. It's just, it can be demanding. Yeah. yeah. You never knew what kind of kid you were going to get. You know, you didn't know if you were going to get the kid who was like just grateful to have the best birthday ever. The one was like, mm. I want 50,000 tokens. I need this. <laughs> like, imagine that girl from Willy Wonka who oh, was like, yeah. Daddy, I want it now. Oh, I've had salt, that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Veruca Salt. Uh, I've had that version at a party once. And you know what? I made it happen. So after those series of events, I was like, it's time to hang up this Chucky costume. <laughs> Time to get out of here. Well, thank you for your service. You're very welcome. All right. So I got to ask your three interviews. You said Debbie Allen, Eddie Murphy, Missy Elliott, right? Yes. Or Missy Elliott, then Eddie Murphy. That was mm-hmm. the order. Out of those three, and this might even be tougher, which one do you feel was most impactful to you? Oh, great one. Um, I would have to say Debbie Allen. She, um, I'm from Houston, born and raised Houston, Texas, uh, as as, she, uh, as well as she is. Um, she was born and raised there as well. Her and her sister's sister, Felicia Rashad, the iconic Felicia Rashad. Um, she um, had a moment <clears throat> in the interview where when I asked her, what does she want her legacy to be specifically to women? And she said, I want you to know that you can walk across my back chills went up my spine and to be able sitting across from her knowing everything she went through Alvin Ailey you know discrimination she had to move to Mexico and her mother moved her and her sister to Mexico because of racial discrimination and so she had to chase her dreams in another country that just I'm floored and was an honor to talk to her and I was just like oh my gosh the chills that went through my body it was a really really beautiful moment and she was so sweet she was she was the, the kindest so that was, that was, it still sticks with me. Yeah. 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 Impactful for very, sure. Just, very. Yeah. It makes you go like, wow, like what you've had to experience. And just now you're here in this interview with me. It's, it's incredible. I'm like what is life? What yeah. is, this? Yeah. it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, we're <laughs> off to a hot start. A lot of great three things. Thank you, Chantal. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Oh, that man. was fun. All right. It's really fun. So are you ready to talk about some improv? I'm ready. Okay. So. How we usually start this off is I want to know the first time in your life, whatever age it was, that you first heard about improv or learned what it was. I'd have to say high school. I was a theater kid, so mm-hmm. grew up knowing what, you know, what not understanding. You hear the word improvis- improvisation, improv, but not understanding it specifically, like what it entailed yeah. until high school. When I was in theater, it's like, okay, improvise. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just freeze? What, what ha- what's happening? Do I just, what's improvised mean? So it's becoming this this new character, this being outside of yourself, or if it is channeling parts of yourself, do it here. And so that's when I first heard about improv. I would say I was probably like 14, 15, mm, okay. you know, that understood, yeah. oh, wow, this is like yeah. legit actors do this. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, this is studious. And if you, and also the, the, respect that comes with like good improvisers like improvisers who off the cuff like instantly just thinking about you know wow this is not easy mm-hmm. and so i was watching this randomly it was on late at night 1 a.m was watching rush hour all of them one oh, two yeah. three. Oh man yeah, jackie chan <laughs> and chris tucker that's a great combo like the improvisation that they do and that like yeah Half yeah. that stuff was a script. It's coming oh, no off way. the like, no way. It's just so good. The comebacks, you know, it was just really good. And so, like, growing up, like, seeing that on television, you know, growing up watching Martin, like, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> it's iconic. It's an iconic show, watching that. And also, gr- growing up watching all that, like, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> hello, yeah. Yeah. iconic improvisers, but not knowing the word for it, not knowing what they were doing. All of that was like, how much percentage of that was improvisation? Significant chunk of it. And so growing up watching that, it's like, okay, now I'm in high school. I can name it. Yeah. I can say what it is. Uh, yeah. Like all this comedy that was so influential to you growing up. And you know that you remember now you hang on to it. You're like, wait a second. Nobody wrote that. They just bam in the moment. Yeah. You know, they had that chemistry with the other person on yeah. set, you know, whatever it was, they're just bam, boom, bop. And that's, I think that's really cool. You had the moment of like, wow, like these movies, these shows that I watched, I now understand what that was exactly. You know, they yeah. weren't just like, they're making it up. There's, there's a term for it. You know, there's a whole art dedicated whole to it. A world, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, any of those people that you listen to that show, like, it's everyone in there. They knew what they were doing. You know, they're, yeah. they're pros. They're so. just pristine. I just like comedic timing. Yeah. One of my favorite improvisers is Regina Hall. She's a fantastic mm-hmm. actress. I just saw her recent film, uh, Me Time and mm. Honk for Jesus, and it was hilarious. Oh, and it was, yeah. it's <laughs> 90% of the film is just her and Sterling K. Sterling K. Brown. They're just off the top of the head yeah. and scripted. Yeah. It's not like mockumentary style, just seeing mm-hmm. now that I'm in improv, I'm like studying these people in a new light. Like, oh my gosh, it's not easy no. to carry a film for two hours, yeah. just you and your co-star. I'm like, this is this is like a master at work, right? Yeah. And so yeah. watching that, it's just been really beautiful to be on the side now and be like being able to see that. I couldn't tell that when I was younger like oh they're yeah. improvising yeah. now I can really pick it out yeah you think it's all you know just written on a piece of paper they're memorizing lines they're saying them and they're pretty funny but exactly oh my gosh it's so much more electric than that it is I think yeah that movie Hunk for Jesus is a great example like I know I've seen the trailer and I've been wanting to see it yeah so I mean now you're just selling it even more now I'm like all yeah. right I gotta go I gotta do that this weekend yeah I'm like this is a good one and so I was just really was proud of just seeing how they executed that. So it was Jordan Peele, um, ex executive produced it, and, uh, and Daniel Kaluuya. So yeah, I'm like, what yeah. a, oh, of man. course, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're always making good stuff. Always doing good stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right, now I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go watch it. <laughs> yes, right. got to. So what did that leap look like for you then? So you learned about improv in high school. Kind of like light bulb moment of like, mm-hmm. so many of my favorite actors and performers, they have this skill, I don't know what it is, now I know what it is. When did you go from knowing what improv was to the first time you actually tried it yourself? You got up on stage. Maybe you were just playing an improv game. Maybe you were in a show and forgot some lines. Yeah. Um, what did that look like? I was a freshman in college. Um, go uh, UT Longhorns. Uh, ah, hook them horns. Hook horns. Um, yes, I was a freshman there. And UT has a very, you know, recognized theater program. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I took an improvisation class, and that's what it was called, improvisation. It wasn't called improving. And then, you know, I signed up for it. I was like, I don't know if I'm, you know, ready for this, if I want to take this leap, if I want to dedicate so much time to it. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I signed up for the class, I just felt this different side of me, like, come out that had been suppressed for a long time because I grew up like the animated kid mm. the kid who was in theater the kid who was I was just like always bigger than life yeah. and when you grow up especially a little black girl in the south like sometimes you can feel diminished and so there were times where I felt like I had to shrink mm. and I had to just kind of close myself it up be you. and be in a box and not be myself and so when I got to college one I had my independence yeah. because hello like curfew where like what <laughs> yeah, you're away from home. I'm away from home yeah. and so with that comes exploring other aspects of myself and thank goodness I had supportive parents specifically my mom she supported all of my aspirations so whenever I was like I'm gonna do theater okay and I'm gonna do this okay having that as like in the household someone who's like I'm going to take you to theater class I'm going to take you to um this, she took me to get headshot. She took me to get all of these things at 14, 15 years old ah. because she knew I wanted to pursue this. And so college was the first time where I was like, oh, I can really do this. Like, this is something that, like, after taking a few, the first semester of improv, I just remember my instructor being like, you should take this seriously. Yeah. And I was like, me? Seriously? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. Gosh, I was like Diane. Like, uh, shout out Diane. Okay, yeah. shout out Diane. Um, but yeah, I felt very alive. I felt like I was able to tap into this part of myself that I suppressed, but only 
around people I felt comfortable with, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I think that when you, you know, around people who see you and understand you, it's just like you can breathe, right? You can exhale. And so having that with my family is like they knew I would make my mom laugh. I would make my sisters laugh. And then I'd go in school and kind of like shrink myself a little. Yeah. And my mom would be like, why don't you, like, you're like, you're so talented and gifted. Why don't you use this? And so after taking improv in college, I was like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. That fire reignited in me. And I was like, yeah. So I've been doing it ever since. And so since I've been here in L.A. for three years, it'll be three years in March, um, finding IFTP has been a blessing because when you grow up in like spaces that you feel othered, having yeah. a sense of community, there's such community here. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I, I feel that here compared to so many other places, even in L.A., like... The, yeah, that idea of community is foreign in a lot it's of places, very especially so. in the improv scene. Yeah, not going to name names of any okay, places. Yeah. Shots but, fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hear what you mean on that because yeah. I think that's it's something that's not always easy to find, and especially in arts like spaces in particular can yeah. be very you know competitive and judgmental for sure. And uh yeah, it, it can get really messy. It can. And I think another thing that's important is to to get out of your... I had to get out of my own way for a lot of these things. I think it's so easy for us to have the messages and the thoughts of others sink into our being and sink into our psyche um, that we kind of lose sense of who we are and who we want to be. And so I just stood in my own way for a long time of like, oh, we'll just go to college, just do the the major that, you know, makes sense, do mm. the things that make sense. You can just put this dream of like theater and acting in the background. It's just like, it's just a pipe dream, but it continues to find me and I, it continues to fall into my lap. It continues to knock and say, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. And so I think, um, it's something that I feel so like I was literally talking to one of, um, improv friends here in Array. And she, we were just talking after class last Saturday and we were talking about how instrumental it is for our mental health. Yeah. Like I felt like I was like no drugs involved. I felt like I was floating after class because it was so fun. It was so communal. It was so like, it was just, it felt like home Yeah, yeah. because you can do, <laughs> you're literally just leaving class of people who you probably just had to do 10 different animal noises with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and you feel safe. It's a safe space. Yeah. And so for me, I enjoy it because it's like, wow, this part of me gets to be free. Mm. Yeah. And I think just, oh man, you mentioning like mental health in regards to improv. I know for me, that's something I can definitely relate yeah. with. Like just coming here and that opportunity just to show up in a space, like you said, it's safe. You're with people who are kind and care and will listen to you and mm-hmm. you know, you'll listen to them. You know, there's so much respect and just getting to get up and watch people do funny and hilarious and strange yeah. things. And you also having the chance to do that, you know, you can get up there and fail. You can get up there and fly and everything in between it, it all feels good. Yeah. You know, and it's just being a participant in it just for that two hours, two and a half hours is like you said, I can relate to that feeling of For like, sure. I'm high, I'm not, but I'm high. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, but am I? Yeah, but it's yeah. also one of those things that like, after, you know, you go back to the real world, it's like, no, keep this with you. Yeah. Like, keep this going. It doesn't have to stay in class. I think that's what I'm learning and getting better mm. at. Because when I took time after college and just didn't pursue or... D- you know, feed that part of me, um, lived in New York for almost six years. Oh, I took wow. improv here and there, but I wasn't committed like I am now, mm. um, to making it consistent. Oh my goodness. Like I always felt like some part of like a switch in my brain was off. Right. It's mm. just like, okay, this part of you is not being lit. So it's just going to stay dim. Mm. And so coming here to Los Angeles, I was like, girl, you are in LA hello <laughs> i mean it's right here yeah. what's your excuse again back to my previous point getting out of my own way yeah. and so i was like when i stopped doubting like my therapist would tell me like the whole the saying of like when you have these thoughts in your head it's like who said that who or who told you that mm. nine times out of ten it's you and so i was like oh i don't think i'll be able to commit to it um but you have these days free 
um, this excuse. Yeah, oh, but yeah. where did you get this from? Like, I just kept making all these excuses. Then one day I was like, I saw Matt posted the, um, IFTP workshop, mm. um, earlier this year. And I was like, I'm gonna go. And I went, I mean, that yeah. takes courage, yeah. you know, just to show up at some random improv thing. <laughs> I, even that alone, that's scary. Like, cause you don't know what you're going to be walking into. You don't know, like online. I think I found IFTP in a similar way. Like I saw something on the internet. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I'll go. Like, I know. And then Matt, I just know? saw his head shot. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm going to this improv class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you meet Matt, he's the founder he's, of IFTP. Uh, oh man. Walking sunshine. And I think yeah. that also like having a teacher, instructor, a person who, who sees and wants to pull so much more out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, it's an honor to be able to take his classes because he is a master in what he does. He's also hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's annoying. How he funny does. He it's, is. It, it, it's, it's, it's so, it's like, it's, just, it's quick. I low key, high key take his classes also for the comedy bit that he oh, does. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, are you Side kidding comments, me? It's so good. Everything. Like, you know, Ben, Jamie, Ava, Michael, you guys are fantastic improv instructors and amazing. And so whenever I have taken, I haven't taken, I don't think I've taken one of your classes yet, but I'm new on the scene. It's yeah. Okay. You're, you're new on the scene, <laughs> but Hey, this guy is really good. You, you, when you did the part-time or the, the joint class with Ava, I was like, okay, oh, yeah, 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 that was good. That was good. But, um, yeah, I just think everyone here is great. And, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, wow. Yeah. Gosh, you, you've given me so, so many rich answers. There's so many things I want to like, pick <laughs> apart here. Okay. Um, so let's rewind a little bit. So you had mentioned, you know, I mean, I thinking about times in your life, right. Where someone has encouraged you, mm-hmm. right. Pushed you both in improv and like greater as a whole getting into the arts and performing. And I mean, nowadays that means so many things because there's so many different opportunities out there, but there have been key figures in your life. I think you mentioned like your mom and family encouraging mm-hmm. you and that, which is huge. I mean, that kind of support coming from home is so, so important. It's vital. And can like, you know, that stays with you. And then uh, you mentioned Diane, I, the professor you had in college, right? Yeah. Shout out Diane. Yeah. And my fifth grade teacher, Miss Debbie grade. Stevens, she hey, shout out teachers. Um, allowed me to be my full self in class. She didn't diminish me or tell me to be quiet. I got that a lot yeah. as a little girl, be quiet or stop. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't even about talking. It was just like, I was big. My, my personality yeah, was big. You were just trying to be yourself and being myself. And so that was be quiet, simmer down. Yeah. You're, you're too much. Yeah. Yeah. And so I listened. And so Miss Stevens, fifth grade, she had my sister years prior. And so mm. she knew the last name. She knew who we were. And she was just so kind to me. She let me be the line leader. She let me be my, she let me do like my <laughs> dances. She let me like make That's people laugh. She just let me be me. And I've never forgotten that. I yeah. still keep in touch with her. I mean, in fifth grade, that's fifth grade. It's that's monumental. It's a foundational time in your life. And so I just remember being like, okay, so this, this is something that I don't have to diminish. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, tone down. Cause it's like at home, <laughs> I'm doing yeah, theater. I'm yeah. literally doing theater you your life. in the living room. My parents are like, okay, it's just yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. what like, she's right, doing. Act one. Yeah, yeah. When Barney was on, I remember like, oh you could not tell me I wasn't, Hey, Mr. Knickerbopper, boppity bop. Like I thought <laughs> yeah. I was a part of the group. Oh gosh. I like what a about that. throwback, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I like it the way that you boppy did. Like yeah. I did a whole routine to that. So like being young and like having these influences and having, like, I remember seeing Grease and Flashdance and oh, yeah. all of these, I just wanted to recreate it. Yeah, I right. wanted to be in them and, and I had permission to do that. I can do that. Yeah, yeah literally. Like, well, okay. exactly. Well, everyone was, playing with their dolls i was reenacting scenes from iconic movies the imitation of life is my favorite film like iconic film i will reenact scenes i'm like oh mama like i don't know what oh mama i'm sorry it's it's just like it has makes no sense and i used to get my mom's nerves with that like i make her mad like oh mama <laughs> she's um, like oh. she's like jesus this kid like, god my child that's but a like, line to pull though, it, exactly yeah. and so same thing with my sister is like we can't talk to each other without saying sister sister from tia and tamara mm. tia and tamara oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. like we like it's ingrained in us and so like i think 
being able to just like now showcase it freely, like improv has given me the courage to be like, give zero Fs about the opinions of others. I mean, it's a work in progress always, but like the growth, I'm like, I will break down the, the hottest new dance in the middle of Ralph's because my song is on and I don't care who's listening. When Beyonce's album dropped, I was like the amount of places that I'm going to randomly bust out and, into song one and then dance two it's gonna be a problem um was pumping gas the other day and i was just like let's get it let's get it be like i didn't care who was watching didn't care wait which song came on um church girl oh church girl church girl like oh it's like from front to back i said beyonce this chokehold that you have on my being, I need you to release it, but also give it back momentarily, but then release it again yeah, because yeah, I need yeah, to breathe. Yeah. I haven't listened to anything else. Like I have a life. I have a life, Beyonce. <laughs> okay, some of us had to work. Yeah, hey, I got responsibilities I too. I have responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. She's like, stop breaking my soul. I know. Stop, please. I love you. Um, but um, I just, I just love having the freedom to basically be. And just not feel restricted. Yeah. Of course, there are parts of myself that I'm still working on and healing through that. But like being an improv has helped that a lot. Yeah. That's that's huge. And I think thinking of your example of your teacher, right? It sounds like that teacher was able to find an effective way of like, I see what's special about this kid. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shut them down. Like I want to find ways for them to like channel that energy. Yeah. That you could, you know, still be you, but in a way that, you know, like, you know, that works. It's like, yeah. That's like a good teacher can do that. Absolutely. I think now as an adult, you have the opportunity, you know, you don't have to worry about a teacher or a parent. It's just you, you're in control. And now you have the chance to just be you in any way that you want to be, which. Yeah. And also showing up, like I think about the next generation, like my niece, she just turned six. My gosh. I think about how like I want to instill parts of, you know, these things in her now. It's like, you can be this quirky kid if you want to be, you can I you know want her to know that she doesn't have to diminish that, and so I'm always doing those TikTok dances with her. Yeah, those like funny faces, yeah, and yeah. I'm just always like express yourself, like dance, do this. Like we're in the aisle, she's so embarrassed. I'm like, <laughs> come on, let's do. This. She's like, stop. <laughs> I'm like, listen, okay, you know who you're on is, but um, <laughs> yeah, I any opportunity now, I'm just like. Why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. especially after quarantine and the world shutting down oh, these yeah. past few years, I'm like, why are we not living more? I feel like so many people yeah. are just existing yeah. and not living. And I was like, I feel like I was just existing. Yeah. And as things are like, you know, turning the corner a little bit with this whole, yeah. I don't know that it's exactly over, but it's better. And it's like, have we not seen that we have an opportunity here to be different ourselves? You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like that piece of wisdom from you right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's like, hey, we had a lot of time to sit and think about what we want to do. Now those opportunities are popping up again. Are you going to seize them or not? Exactly. It's like you had basically two years to be like, hey, who am I to be after this? Who am I to be when, you know, life doesn't go back to normal per se, but what do you do with this new reality? And so I was like, I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going to do things I've been putting off. I went skydiving. Wow. It's like, yes, uh, it was scary. amazing. I would do it again and again. It's called, it's this thing called Hulk syndrome. When you land that they don't let you drive your car afterwards because, well, my place didn't, um, you have to sign a waiver. Um, oh, wow. and <clears throat> the main reason is because you feel like you could lift a car. So oh, after yeah, you adrenaline. jump, the adrenaline is, oh, not, man, I yeah. felt like she Hulk. I felt like her. You're, yeah. You're ready to go. I'm, I want to lift up like a tree i wanted to chunk it across like it was wild i was like yes but the adrenaline of like living you know i was like i there was like my butt imprint is like was in my couch how long we had to sit you know in quarantine it's like okay yeah i wanted to live so doing improv um i took a pottery class like what oh that's it was so it was so smooth and relaxing finding things i enjoy I went to a, a salt cave where it's like Himalayan salt. Oh, I have no yeah. idea if it works or not, but I did it. I yeah, went. Yeah. I was like, hell, okay, let me breathe in some damn 
salt particles. Yeah, yeah. did let it hurt see. you? It did. No, it it so. sure didn't. Yeah. But let me tell you who didn't have sinuses after mm. that. Boom, me. But did it return the next day? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that temporary moment that was it was great. It was a good moment. It was a good twenty four hours. Um but yeah, I I find it in different parts of my life of me just pulling it out. Also yeah. in meetings at work. Like, oh yeah. That banter at the beginning. Hey, that's important, especially yeah. like on Zoom. Like, oh, because oh, I'm like, I I'm like, okay, we have to hear how yeah. Phillips, you know, kids are doing. Okay, yeah. you know, that's a icebreaker question. What's your favorite cleaning product? Yeah, that was a real icebreaker question I had was a couple it? weeks ago at work. I was like, what really? Yeah. Your favorite cleaning product? Yeah, Which, wow, that tells you how their life's going. Yeah, I was like, kind of sad. <laughs> Very. What's your favorite? I don't know. The cheapest yeah. option that's yeah. on Target? I don't know. That's a good way to live. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man. So you kind of brought it up naturally, and I want to hone in on that a little more. Um, because I just love how you shared how improv, like, it's influence over your whole life. Like, outside of just being in class, right? How it gives you this courage and this will and desire. One, to just embrace being yourself and to find opportunities, you know, to just not hesitate, go head first into things like skydiving, pottery, Himalayan salt caves. Like those are three like very different, but all equally cool things Yeah, um, that you just have the courage and the willingness to do, which is huge because, I mean, I can see how that like ties back into improv about hesitating of going into a scene and just going with whatever comes to your head. So in regards to your work and your career, um, one, if you could just talk a little bit about what you do and how you think what you've learned or practiced in improv can apply to that or maybe help in those scenarios. Yeah. So I like to call myself a multi-hyphenate creative from social consulting, social media consulting, um, creative producing, um, video producing, posting. Um, these are my passions in one. Um, so I'd say for me working in the media entertainment landscape, it's, impactful because I'm always having to be in spaces where I'm talking to people. Mm. I'm sharing space with people. I'm pitching ideas, conceptualizing ideas, you know, seeing things to execution. So it's like, there's never a time you're not talking to another human. Right. And so it's different from like when I used to specifically just focus on just social. It's like, okay, I'm on the internet all day, Mm -hmm. heads Mm -hmm. down, creating boom, limited interaction. Yeah. And now I'm interfacing with so many different people mm. and it has allowed me to be quicker on my toes, um, to be more attentive as a listener because I was like, wow, I really wasn't listening like I should have before. Okay. Being more attentive is, 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 is key. Um, in meetings, understanding, like I cannot stand that dead noise, like at the beginning of a meeting oh, yeah. or when someone's done talking and then there's like silence for like, why has 60 seconds passed and we are still what is going on? It's a killer 60 seconds. It's painful. Yeah. And so I'm like, how can we cut this dead air? Like, you know, how can we just get in there and, you know, make it, you know, I guess just not this lull. Um, so moments like that, I didn't think about that before. Yeah. Um, in my day to day with like understanding like people, can be also like improv. We do some weird stuff in improv. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some weird, weird stuff, like bizarre. And it's so cool because it's like, where else can you do this? Yeah. Well, where, where else can you pretend to be a whale who's smoking a joint? Like, that sounds dope. Where, <laughs> where, where else? I mean, <laughs> it's just hilarious. The stuff that we do. Um, Wait, I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you, what does a whale uh, who's smoking a joint, what does that look like? Oh, I see what you did yeah. there. Okay, you put I it imagine his. This is this is his. Uh, right here. This is the what you call fins. it. The fins. Is that what we call whales? Fins. Flippers. What are what are whales' arms called? Whale arms. Whale arms. I like I like fins or flippers. I think yeah. those are both, those are both good terms. Okay, flipper. I'm going to do a flipper. I'm far from an expert, so <laughs> guess as good as mine. <laughs> So what's going to happen? It's going to be a massive joint. Mm. It's going to go in between here, like right in there, right into the flipper. And then as it's swimming puff. Oh my gosh. Hey guys. Oh my gosh. This is quite the weather. Don't forget to exhale. And then his friend will say, 
What weather? We're in the water. Yeah. That's how I imagine that the whale conversation will go. I appreciate your attention. You're very welcome. The placement of everything. It has to make sense, you know, logistics, you know, because he doesn't have fingers. So I'm thinking, how is he going to hold that joint? You know, he's got to put it. How did did he roll it? We'll never know. I know. We will never know how this whale did this. But um, what matters is he had a good day. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. I don't know if you shared it though, because uh, mm. it's like yikes, you know. Whales are already against up against so much. The it's least true. they deserve. Whales deserve joints. They really yeah. the, the stuff that they they go through. Yeah, that's a lot of humanity's fault. Too, it really guess. is. Like our, our bad I can, I whales. Can imagine if you saw yeah. that. I'd be like, you yeah. know what? I'm not even mad at it. Not mad at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, they got pollution and boats. Yeah. And like, just all that, like that big old. Plastic garbage patch that's out there in the I Pacific. Know, you know, yes. like the whales didn't do that. The whales didn't. They're just out here chilling. Yeah. I mean, if cats and dogs can have their version of THC, oh, yeah. why can't whales? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, you've given me something to think about. I think, like, if you were running for office, yeah, I honestly think you could put that on your platform. All ocean animals, except for sharks and oh, eels, yeah. because eels terrify me. We yeah. have no idea where, where eels come from. I want you to know that. Is that true? It, we, there's, where, where do they come from? There's no scientific I, evidence. I, I can't answer that. So, yeah, you got me. Where, like, eel sauce? How did that, how did you make it? Squeeze, I have many questions. Squeeze the eel? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, they say like a just, towel, yeah. right? You ring them out? But <laughs> isn't it like if you touch it, you'll get a lot? I just, I have so oh, many questions. True. I have so many Tongues, questions. maybe. After this, I'm going to... Google to confirm. Yeah, that. no, I definitely want to pull up the Wikipedia page <laughs> yes. for eels. Or because just where them, do they go? Watch from? a documentary yeah, or something. An eel doc. Throw yeah. it up on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. The shock of your life. See, now I'm just thinking about the ocean because the ocean is. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh man, I don't eel so good. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, that, see, now I'm just thinking about the ocean because the ocean is so yeah. crazy. The ocean is insane. Yeah. Did you see that? It was like a thing on Twitter that showed how deep the ocean is. Yeah. It was like, get the the um, the Burj Khalifa yeah, like yeah. times building in Dubai. 10 or like 20. It was insane how deep it is. Yeah, and it's so hard to comprehend it too because mm-hmm. like, well, I've never seen the Burj Khalifa, like not in real life, you know? Yeah. But just like thinking of like tall buildings, tall? they don't even count. Like it just doesn't. It's, it's wild. So yeah. I'm like, no. I can't even go past 10 feet. So I mean, yeah. Like I think of like a swimming pool. You're like, yeah, it's like 10 feet deep. You're like, dang, that's, that's more than me. It's double my length. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, oh man, oceans. Oh gosh. All right. Yeah. So vast. So large. We're, we're switching to an ocean podcast and we're just we going to talk about all the things we don't gonna know. We're going to have swishing sounds. About the ocean. Just going to have wave noises. See <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that I don't was know convincing. What, what kind of noise do you that was, that was make? Oh my gosh, there's Nemo. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. He I'm glad he's found. Yeah. Oh man. All right. All right. All right. Incredible. Incredible. Thank you for the ocean content. You're very welcome. So, uh, bringing it back on track. Um, I think, yeah. What What stands out to me is just like you brought up so many things, like a big part of your job is collaborating with a lot of different people. And I know like you're working on interviews, you're producing content, you're mm-hmm. like you said, multi hyphenate. That means you are like covering all aspects of any yeah. sort of like digital production job. You know, like new media is a huge deal yeah. right now. I mean, it's going to continue to be, we're literally doing it right now. Um, but just how that, how improv can like be so helpful in that, right? Cause you're building relationships with mm-hmm. someone just like you do in a scene, right? You're locked in with that other person. You're like, we're on the same team. We got to make this work, right? Yeah. You're yes-anding when you're collaborating on an idea, a script, um, you know, whatever that looks like, right? There's so many like little moments where mm-hmm. improv skills can slip in there, but also bigger moments too. And even at the beginning and ending of a meeting, just that ability to kind of keep it loose. Oh, that goes a long way. I'm sure for like the people who are also in the meeting, you know, it really does. Yeah. And you are just kind of this relief of like, okay, it doesn't have to be, so uptight like we're not curing cancer here like it's just like let's just be let's relax and you know make sure that we are being intentional but at the same time like we don't have to be so serious all the time yeah 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 because like you said like 
in any meeting, like it's going to be more effective, more memorable, and generally more positive if you know you can win everyone over and make them feel a little more comfortable too. So true. Just you know, everyone chills out a little bit. Yeah, people calm down. They feel more relaxed, comfortable. It's like okay, cool. Yeah. Someone broke the ice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bring it back to the ocean. Talking about ice. Here we go. Now, uh, uh, another another thought I had. Um, you mentioned listening because I think listening is something that is so, so important. And yeah. of course, definitely working in a creative field when you're working with someone, you know, and wanting to like, when you're collaborating, you want to understand someone else's ideas, you know, kind of their vision for something. If you're working on it together, as well as you want other people to listen to you too, as well, you know, listening goes back and forth, right? It's not a one way thing. Um, I think in improv too, we know how important it is in any scene, right? You need to take the information that's given to you. And if you're missing that, you are missing out on a rich, rich scene. You are. Yeah. yeah. You're missing out and you're not plugged in. And it's kind of like you're, you know, kind of listening to respond and not listening to kind of just engage and interact and like be with that person. I like that. Um, and so I think that that's when the disconnect happens and mm. then you just kind of go on a tangent and you go elsewhere. But being connected in the scene, like I had a scene um, last week where I was, it was, Zany and Zing, I forgot the, the name. It's like Zany and Zingy, I forgot. But one mm. person is like a zany, weird person, another person is normal. So I was the zany person because, duh. Um, and I was supposed to be, I was this creepy person. We were at the bus stop and I was like, so where are you going? And I was like, creepy. And so I was like, we had to set up the scene, mm. but I had to pay attention to the cues of the scene, how my scene partner was responding and how she was behaving. And that kind of helped me put together the scene. And so it just flowed. I was paying attention to her body language, paying attention to, okay, she was taking in the role of the serious. And I was like, okay, I'm stepping into Zany. It was just happened naturally. So it was in the body movements. It was in the, the facial expressions. It was in just like, you know, I just was paying attention. If I would have been in my own space, like my own world, I would have missed all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's very important to pay attention. You miss a lot of context clues when you don't. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Context clues, right? Because that's like both life, like hey, context, and like an mm-hmm. improv scene. It's huge. You know, the information that's given and presented to you. It's so easy to miss when I think, like you said, you're you're listening to respond. Just mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. That is a rich statement. Everyone, write that down right now. Write it down. Write it down. Okay. Write it down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, like, what's your intent when you're listening? You know, are you yeah. listening just because you want to say exactly, something? Exactly, exactly. Or are you being very intentional of, like, wanting to engage in the conversation? Not mm-hmm. listening to, oh, let me just speak. It's like, it's not everyone wants to have everything be. Like, I remember talking about this with my sister. It's like, sometimes you just people just want you to hear them. You don't have to solve the equation or solve yeah. the issue. It's like, can you just listen? Can we just vent? And so yeah. it's also just like, let's just like, nothing, we don't have to have a conclusion here. Yeah. We just have a conversation. I spoke to someone, uh, the person I interviewed last week, his name is Liam. I, I think, I don't oh, know Liam, if you know I know Liam. Liam. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, had yeah, class with him. Yeah, he's super dope. He's really good at improv. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I control that yeah, guy. Yeah, I never go after him. I, whenever where there's a scene, I'm like, I'm either not going after, I'm going two people after Liam. He is so good. That's Good strategy, but I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit either. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. You know, you know, toot your own horn a little bit. You know, yeah, you, you know, know what maybe, you're doing. Maybe you are I'll a funny go right person as well. Liam. I appreciate it. Maybe yeah, next do time, it sometime. Next time I'll go after you, Liam. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do a scene with you, Liam. There you go. Boom. That could be. That could be pretty See, incredible. Yeah. I think. Th- thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that, Michael. Yeah, See, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Liam, what I thought of your, your statement about um, like, what's your intent with listening, right? Mm-hmm. He had mentioned to me this quote from a friend where he has this friend who often in conversation asks a question to a friend and has no intention of responding. He just wants to ask the question to hear th- what that person has to say. And I, I kind of love that. And that's yeah. something that stuck with me over the past weeks since we did our interview. And you, you just made me think of that, bringing up that story. Cause that's huge. And I think, even you know, even if you do respond to someone, right? It's having an organic response mm-hmm. versus that calculated one. You're now like, Absolutely. okay, it's almost my turn. It's almost yeah. my turn. It's like, okay, it's not. It's not a game of hopscotch. Like yeah. you're not, you know, just let it flow. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that's so true both in life, whoa, and mm-hmm. uh, and in improv as well, and in a scene because I think you can see, you know, if you're sitting and watching someone up on stage, you can see if there's that person right who's up there, kind of like trying to play those moves they yeah. have like pre-calculated in their heads, calculating it. Yeah, and it doesn't make the scene fun. It doesn't yeah. make that gray space. Let it flow. Like let it just happen. Yeah, yeah. We want to see like the two or yeah. three or however many people are up there. We want to see them building something yeah. together. You don't have to have an agenda. Yeah. Just yeah yeah right like don't railroad just to make it about it's me it's the me <laughs> show yeah and i yeah. think that's that's so important so i just i just love that you brought that up because that's something that's come up like twice and i'm like oh my gosh this is like we got to keep digging at this wisdom yeah. right? because it's you know it's amazing how like that's it seems almost universal mm-hmm. you know, and how important that is and we realize it all right chantal i gotta ask you Hit so me. you've got a lot of improv wisdom Mm-hmm. which I appreciate. And oh my gosh, you've done, I think such an amazing job finding ways to apply it to your life and realizing how helpful it can be to you. Yeah. And just hearing the benefits of, you know, you feeling more comfortable being yourself and finding ways to just put yourself out there, be courageous, yeah. do things that a lot of people are scared to do. I mean, I'll be honest, skydiving. I hear that and I'm a little nervous. So I want to know what's next for you in your improv journey. What does that look like? Do you have goals or something that you're working on in your own personal improv or where you want it to take you? I want to get back into theater productions. Mm. I want to, I have a friend who's uh, works at a production and I finally, like she was talking about audition she, for like months now and I finally told her, I said, can you consider me? Yeah. I, I, like if you don't advocate for yourself, who's going to know what you want? Yeah. Like the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't speak up for yourself, if you don't advocate for yourself, who's going to know? You have to be your number one supporter. And so your biggest champion, right? And so for so long, it was either my mom or it was my sisters. I'm like, okay, what, what do they think? But I'm like, no, listen to yourself. Like, what do you want to do? Um, so I would love to tap back into that. Mm. Like, oh, being in productions, being in plays, and maybe doing an improv sketch show one of these days. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that would be fun. Just getting better, strengthening my skills, um, perfecting that more because I'm a Capricorn. I'm a perfectionist. Um, that's what's uh, one of our, <laughs> you know, gifts, downfalls. Eh, who's yeah. to say? Um, but yeah. Okay. That's, that's really what, cool. That's what's next. And I kind of want to dig into that a little bit because I'm also a theater kid, so I can very much relate to that. What is there like, I mean, obviously being on stage, you want to act, right? You want to perform. Yeah. Are there other sides of that you're also interested in exploring? I'd love to be in a commercial. Yeah. If there's anyone casting or if there's an agent, what have you. I want to be in a commercial so bad. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's a Colgate commercial or a toothpaste commercial, yeah. one of those, those driving, those car commercials where they're always driving up the mountain or driving yeah. up a hill. I'm like, yeah, where nature. is this? Yes. <laughs> they're never driving to like in and out. They're no. always going up the, this mountain. Yeah. It's like for XXAPR, you'll find I'm like, oh my gosh, they're always, and do they they ever arrive? Do they ever get there? It's about the journey. It's about the journey. Not the destination. Legend has it, they're still driving up that mountain right now as we speak. They stopped for gas several times. They have, and they just continue to lap around. They might just be lost. Uh, Yeah, or I actually think there's no exit. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so commercial work and continuing to perform. I think commercials, too, when I think of that, I mean, I think, nowadays a big thing in commercial work is like having improv skills to mm-hmm. which you have. So you're yeah. in a great position there um, because I think oftentimes that like nowadays actors, you know, they bring them on set and they're like, all right, people, uh, these are some beats we want to hit in the script. We're Geico 15% car insurance, <laughs> but uh, play a little bit, see what you got, which yeah. I think is, I mean, you know, you've already got those skills, you know, and you've been working on them and honing them mm-hmm. and only getting better. So like, like you said, you got to advocate for yourself so because you know you have the talent, right? You yeah. know you have the skills. You just got to find some ways to get in that position, right? Because you're prepared already. So true. Yeah. Apply it. Yeah. Yeah. I. This is like weirdly relevant, but I did. I have a friend who is way more in the scene than I am. And he, I did a commercial audition with him yesterday for Taco Bell. Oh my gosh. It was just, you know, something you film. Congratulations. It was very exciting. I mean, I feel lucky because I got invited to do it. You know, it was Uh, not me. It was my friend. Taco Bell, Nacho Bell Grande. My stomach um, doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. um, Because I'm not 18 anymore. But yeah, it's like, hello. No. Yeah. Can you, 
can you give me, speaking of three things, can you list three Taco Bell items that you enjoy? Nacho Bell Grande. Excellent. Double Decker Taco. They Ooh, discontinued yeah. it, but I still make it happen. I'm going to give you into a little fun thing I do. I get a bean taco, just Ooh. bean only, and okay, then I get yeah. the, the crunchy taco. I open up the bean taco. I put the crunchy taco in the middle, and I wrap it around the crunchy taco. You have a double-decker taco. You're very welcome. That's yes ending right there. Yeah. You're so welcome. Enjoy. And also the Mexican pizza. Oh. So two out of three things are discontinued, but I love the OG Taco Bell action. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the the stuff they don't have as much anymore, but like going back. I know. Back in the day. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Those are all really good selections. Yeah. What about you? Ah, gosh. Um, I got to go number one. Uh, just because this is a number childhood Number one, the classic. fact that you know what number you're... You, okay. Yeah. That tells me you're a regular. Oh, not the combo. Sorry, so sorry. My number one. Oh, I yeah, thought you were yeah. saying the number one. Oh, no. I don't know I was going to say, is. you are dedicated to talk about customers. No, combos... I think as a kid, we never did combos because those were like more expensive, yep. you know? Yep, same. So it was more... Yeah, we didn't touch those. And we weren't getting those huge yeah. like drinks. What yeah, do you mean you're like, a kid? That's an unnecessary yeah, expense. No not drinks. Not good enough for you. Um, so I don't know what number one is. <laughs> But uh, I just the bean and cheese burrito. Okay, oh, that's a, kid, a good one. That's you know, a good one. I was just that's that's what hit mom. We'd pull up to Taco Bell, and it's like, all right, bean and cheese. You know, it's like a Here dollar. Like, oh my gosh, the value there. I think it's still pretty cheap. So just number one, bean and okay. cheese. Okay. Number two, the cheesy fiesta potatoes. Oh yum. Those. I don't think they're as good anymore, but they used to put little chives on there. Oh, know? I remember like, that. Oh they don't gosh. put the chives on anymore. Oh, you need that fresh, like green onion taste. Come on. Come on. It's so good. Yeah. And then number so three, delicious. it's a Mexican pizza. That's just, yeah, it's a classic. Hits it out of the ballpark every time. It's a classic. So yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know I'm speaking with someone with such excellent taste. Yeah. You know, yeah. during my ninth and sixth street and <laughs> UT, you know, yeah. we uh, stumbled across the oh, Taco Bell. I've been there. Dirty yeah. Six. Yeah. Yes. Dirty yeah. Six. Yeah. We're like, oh, where's Taco Bell? Because it stays open until like 3 a.m. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's Shout always out. there. It's always there. Always there. All right. Okay. Well, I think you've got an exciting improv journey ahead of you. Thank you, Michael. I'm excited I appreciate to see where that. it goes. Thank you. So I've got one more question for you, and then we're going to jump into some games. Hit me. All right. So my last question for you. Do you have a piece of advice you would want to share with someone who's either thinking about getting into improv? Yeah, let's just say someone who's thinking about getting into improv. They haven't tried it yet, but, you know, they're they're on the fence. They're like, whoa. I would say get out of your way. Mm. Do it. What do you have to lose? It's so welcoming. Um, I feel like I'm talking to the person. You. Yeah. You're sitting at Look home. At him. You're on your couch. Your life is passing you by. Remember that guy from that that commercial? Sitting at home. You know what to do. Take improv today. IFTP. You heard me. I mean, I'm so... I felt compelled to stand up from this chair. Yeah. But in all seriousness, it's just... It's a community. It's fun. It's... You can be whoever, do whatever, become whatever. Um, and it just helps you feel more like a fully realized human being, at least for me. And... I enjoy it. And the people here, it's very great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sold. All right. Thank you, Chantal. You got me in. I'm looped. I'm you're, hooked. You're coming to class? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm moving my butt. Cool. <laughs> moving it. Ooh. Move. There oh. it is. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. You ready to get into some games? I'm ready. Oh, man. All right. All right. All right. So for this first game, we're going to camp. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited oh, for camp. Oh, I love camp. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yay, camp. Yeah, I brought my bug spray. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so here at camp, you and I are actually going to be the head camp counselors. Okay. And it's going to be our job today. Uh, we're going to be speaking one word at a time, going back and forth. So our job is to welcome everyone to camp. You know, just welcome them. Tell them what the name of the camp is. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to list three rules for camp. Okay. The three, you know, big rules of camp. We all know what they are. Okay. And of course, we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, so yeah, again, we'll speak one word at a time, right? We'll go back and forth, introduce camp, say what the name is, give us three rules. And it's important when we're listing those rules, right? We'll probably go like one, right? We number them off. Okay. Uh, any questions for me before we head off to camp? No, I'm, uh, bags are packed. I'm ready to go. All right. And then, uh, just at the end of the scene, I'll make sure to black us out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just like we do an IFTP class. Yeah. We black out at the or end like of the scene. Or like Matt scenes. says, black out. Uh, yeah. I, I am but a fraction <laughs> of Matt's blackout. That's that's one of my huge aspirations. I love it. Yeah, I just love to get it. to Matt's level. King of blacking, blacking out. out. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, here we go. Woo, yeah, Woo! camp. Oh my gosh, so excited. We're here. Welcome to Camp Penile. Yeah. We're so happy to have you here. The day is about to begin. Rule number one. Greet everyone before eating your oatmeal. After brushing your eyebrows. Then put your slippers boots on. Then eat oatmeal. Number two. Don't forget to pay your bill for camp tuition. Unless you don't have the money. You can work for it. <laughs> Number three. Prepare your equipment bag every hour because you never want to get eaten by bears and antelope cheetahs marsupials rhinos and chupacabras blackout oh my goodness <laughs> wow i am so excited for these campers wow, they are, uh, so they are gonna have the time of their life those are some like, of the most detailed and thorough rules yeah, i've ever read you know, actually they've got to you know scrub dishes in the yeah. back they can't afford tuition how they got here we don't know how they got here without paying but they're here because you don't discriminate. Yeah. It's, camp is for everyone. Camp has a work-study program. Yeah, work-study. Yeah. Study. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I was you pay off that debt by wrangling yeah. in the, the I thought we were going to get into a student loan situation with camp. I was like, wow, that's relevant. Oh, well, man. Yeah, fitting. Oh, boy. Whew. Whew. Okay. Well, thank you for helping me set up camp. You are so uh, welcome. I'm, our campers are going to have an amazing time. Best time ever. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next game. So this next one is called the ABC game. This is a classic one. Ooh, classic. Oh, my gosh. Alphabet. We love the alphabet, We're right? We're ready. We're using it right mm-hmm. now. And for the ABC game, just for those of you, if you don't know at home, uh, how it works is that we're going to go ahead and begin a scene. We'll get a maybe a suggestion of a location or a relationship to help us get started. And uh, what we'll have to do is go through the scene, and each of our lines must begin with, like, the next letter of the alphabet. So um, Chantal, her first line might begin with the letter A, my line B, C, D, and then hopefully you know the rest from there. Uh, so that's our job, right? And since we don't have a live audience, you know, they're all at home, hopefully cheering or booing us. Okay. It's going to be our job to hold each other accountable. Got it. Okay. 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 So if one of us, you know, God forbid, goes a little off track, just, you know, we can give a little. Okay. I kind of sounded like that wasn't an engine. That was Michael. Just want everyone to yeah, know. Yeah, it's the improv engine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just a little, you know, like, whoa. That was the engine. That was the engine. Just, you know, give a little something so we know. <laughs> All right. So uh, here we go. Let me go ahead and get our random suggestion. Ooh. Whoo. All right. So we are at the beach. Okay. Excellent. Oma, pass the beach ball. Billy, how are you? Can't say I'm doing bad. I'm at the beach. Don't look bad either. Every time you see me here in my wetsuit, I know you're smitten with me. Forget about the other gals. I'm the one you need to be looking at. Golly, it's quite the proposition. I have to admit... I've had my eye on you, Alma. 
Hello, why wouldn't you? I have been scared to say something for a long time. I'm a pretty nervous guy. Just because you dated my sister doesn't mean anything. Kathy, yeah. It was tough when I was with her because she was so close to you, but she wasn't you. Listen, we weren't identical twins, just fraternal. I know I say weren't, just she hasn't talked to me since. My fault. My fault. I shouldn't have gotten involved with Kathy, and I'm sorry for that, Alma. I just dated her because, I, in truth, I wanted to get with you. No, don't blame yourself. It's not all your fault. I kind of had some parts in it. Okay. I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot and helps him better understand that maybe there's a path for us going forward. Probably it's for the best. Question for you. Would you like to go on a date with me to the movies? Really? The movies? Isn't that where you took Kathy for her first date? Shoot. You got me there. Okay, I'll come up with a better idea than the movies. Thanks for being original. Understand that... Kathy broke up with me because... My dates were so boring. But for you, I'll do better. Kathy was an opportunity for me to practice, you know? Voting for either of us, I gotta know. Who would you choose? Well, in this last election, I uh, am a registered independent. So I voted for strictly Green Party candidates. Xylophones are just ringing around that ballot box, aren't they? You know, the Green Party may not have won this year, but they will next time. Zendaya is in the headlines for being a badass superstar. Blackout. Yes. Yeah, we made it all the way through. <laughs> and randomly threw in Zendaya because yeah. what else? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. There's like three things you can do. Zendaya. Zebras. zebras yeah. I was going to say zebras and... I don't know. Zoo? Zoo, yeah, which just ties back to zebras. So. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. I mean, I think you made the best choice. I think you so, know, too. What, what was there? Me. You know, Zendaya was just waiting. She's like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. All right, we got one more game. Here we go. So this one is a, a little game that I, uh, I kind of pieced together myself, but okay. I'm pretty interested in of it. And this is going to rely heavily on you. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, you're going to get a suggestion for a random... Object, and okay. you are going to need to describe for me and answer a couple questions about the history of this object. Okay, what it is, where it comes from. No matter what the questions are, you're the expert. I know nothing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So it's called the history of. All right. You are going to explain to me the history of perfume. Perfume. All right. So let's go ahead and welcome. Oh my gosh, we have this historian here on perfumes. Oh my goodness, Doctor Cynthia. Bellingcolt. Oh my gosh, Dr. Cynthia Bellingcolt, here to tell us about the history of perfume. Oh my goodness, we're so happy to have you here today, doctor. Thank you so much for having me, Charles. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you since the Lancome Paris conference. Yes, of course. Um, oh, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, the history of perfume. Where does one begin? <laughs> oh, originated in the Early 1700s, a young girl was walking in a meadow, and all of a sudden she smelled this fragrance. It was her gardenias. And the flower was so fragrant, and she said, Mother, do, do you smell this? And her mother was none other than Chanel. And she said, Oh my gosh. Darling, we must bottle this up instantly. And then they started grinding the gardenias, started passing it around the neighborhood, and one by one, people began to smear the gardenias on them. Then, one day, the little girl came home. All of her gardenias were stolen. <gasps> and you know who it was? Who was it? It was Givenchy oh across the street. Givenchy, of course. And they said, you know what? Not only do we have gardenias, we also have lilies. And we're going to make our own fragrance. And then 
Word started to spread even more. And the goddamn Gucci's took both ingredients. I've heard about their house. Oh my gosh, the house. <laughs> Went to see that garden. Oh, uh, but you know, years passed. The Gucci's collected everything, and mm. Chanel and Givenchy didn't have all the ingredients they needed. So they made a pact <gasps> let's make our own fragrances and we'll split the profits, eh? Wow. Givenchy, Chanel, and Gucci said, let's start a coalition. And they did. After that, they started to develop the perfume one by one. Years 1800, 1900s come, and so many different perfumes now roam the earth from the roots of their ancestors, Gardenia mm. and Lily. And every time... A young girl goes to pick up that perfume and sprays it. A flower blooms in its place. Doctor, I had no idea that perfume's origins were were centered around so much treachery. I know. Theft. I mean, I feel like I'm listening to the description of Game of Thrones over here. I know. The sweetest things. The different houses, the families. It's been a journey. Wow. Incredible. Doctor, I I have to ask, because you're so educated on perfume. Do you have a personal favorite perfume, Doctor? Oh, I must say, there's a brand called Victor and Wolf. Victor and Wolf. Oh, It's made of real wolves. Real, real, R-O-L-F, Wolf. Oh. I know, it's hard to understand, me darling. Um, I have to say, the, the mist... The fragrance, the floral, the musk, it just blends well together. Wow. And it lasts all day long. So I must say that's my favorite thus far. Incredible. Wow. I I have to ask one more thing about perfume because, I I mean, you know, it's history. You've got a favorite scent. Uh, What is the best way for one to apply perfume to oneself? Is there a certain method? You know, we've we've seen the spray and you walk into the cloud. Some people spray it on their their wrists and dab it on their necks. But... Mm -hmm. Surely, one such as you might might know the ultimate method for applying, you know, not too much, but the just right amount of perfume. Excellent question. I think one should point the perfume away from themselves. Hmm. Spray it three times, one, two, three, and then run into the mist. What will happen is each, each drop will hit different particles. And then it will evaporate onto your skin. And darling, it will stay there all day. Blackout. All right. Oh, my goodness. That was incredible. These were fun games. That was incredible. Wow. <laughs> just, I mean, just a few moments ago, we had the presence of a doctor in the room. A doctor. Explaining to us. I certainly oh, learned a lot. And I hope, I mean, as with every episode, I, I hope you brought your notebooks because there was a lot to write down. Uh, so let's go ahead. Thank you again to Chantal Rochelle, multi-hyphenate creative, for joining us, for sharing her wisdom, her experience with improv, and her talent, of course, as well. Thank you for checking out this episode of Improv for the Podcast. As always, we'll be back next week with another one. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Improv for the Podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.